0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Newsies Minute.
1: The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies, one minute at a time.
0: I'm your host, Aaron. I'm your
1: host, James. And we're
0: at minute 39, which begins with, When you got a hundred voices singing, who can hear a lousy whistle blow?
1: I love that line so much.
0: And it goes on through, and the world will wonder how we made the tables turn.
1: Mm -hmm. I uh, was so distracted by the flips that were going on at the end of this minute that I was like, Hey, doesn't this minute oh yep, yeah, I'm four seconds over. Like it it's that tables turn flippy yep. stuff is is what's going on yeah. at the very end.
0: Um, I told you before we started recording that I had no notes for this minute. Yeah. I do have two notes. Okay. That I added because I had no notes. Okay. My notes are I continue to adore Max Casella mm-hmm. and also Trey Parker.
1: Okay. I didn't notice Kid Blink in this.
0: He was there. Oh,
1: great. Job, he people. was he
0: was next to racetrack. Oh, being dancey and eye patchy.
1: Oh, like he does. Yep. As is his way. It's
0: kind of his thing.
1: It's it's like his brand. Yeah. I have when you got a hundred voices singing, who can hear a lousy whistle blow? Which, like you said, starts off the minute, uh, especially because it ca- it's called back later in the movie. Yeah. Which is in in a great way. The harmonies and and like melodies of the end of this song are like really killer and i feel like it starts with that line Mm -hmm. they do sort they start doing sort of like a chorale sort of thing yeah um which really appeals to me Uh, i already talked about we got a ton of rotten fruit and perfect aim as being one of my favorite lines of the song yeah uh because it's it's also super like it's surprisingly aggressive yeah like it's like oh right i yes i suppose that is true like
0: it's really evocative yeah
1: uh, I have Weasel, and I wrote this uh, specifically. Weasel looks noivous because <laughs> he's like, uh, he kind of like licks his fingers, which is always gross whenever he does it, and it's sure. like a it's like a character habit that he has, yeah, which is gross. Also, we have Oscar again, still with no hat.
0: Please. Again, I didn't notice it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're neither of them are wearing hats now, but Morris wears his hat back on his head. Yeah. So you see the sort of like blech hair, uh huh. But Oscar's hair is still like, yikes! So. I
0: didn't notice it. Yeah,
1: we'll I get we'll to go back just, and rewatch. You gotta go back and rewatch. Okay, I looked up two things.
0: Oh, good. This. I feel like this week has been kind of research light. It has been research light. That's because you tried to research something that was just a storefront created for a movie doesn't actually exist. I
1: actually researched that last. Oh. Uh, after having. Uh, Well, I'll let you be the judge of how successful these two researchers were. Oh, okay. The answer is one of them quite successful. The other one is exactly what you think it is. Okay. So I looked up the phrase, stop the presses. Okay. Because they say, we'll teach them what stop the presses really means. And I was like, when does that come around? The answer, as you may have guessed, is when there are presses to stop that's when the phrase stop the presses happens.
0: Okay, so before this movie, so it makes sense that they could be using right, this movie. Exactly.
1: So using this movie, using this line. Exactly. So stop the presses means what it sounds like it means, and it means what it sounds like it is literally refer it's not a metaphor, it's not allegory. It literally means there's something to change in the newspaper, stop the presses. Okay. If there's an error, if there's breaking news, you stop the presses. It's like literally exactly a chipmunk. what it's. Right. What? How? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like in the press?
0: Probably more likely to be a rat than a chipmunk oh, sure. because yeah. New
1: York. Exactly. Really big roach, uh-huh. maybe. Hopefully not a street rat.
0: Hopefully not. Dang. Mush, get out of the presses.
1: Oh, that's why they call him Mush. Okay.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it and I hate it in equal measure.
1: Okay, so I looked up uh, uh, their name. your name is Mud. Okay. Which we're going to talk about the second part of this line in just a sec because I've never understood it. But um, the rumor is of, of uh, what your name is, Mudd, is that it refers to Dr. Samuel Mudd, who is widely reviled for his part in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. He's basically a doctor who gave, who gave John Wilkes Booth like medical attention. And he was convicted of being Booth's conspirator, although evidence against him was ambiguous and circumstantial. And many historians argue that he was innocent of any murderous intent. Yeah.
0: I have a question. Yep. He gave Booth medical attention, yep. like during the assassination.
1: So uh, John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln and yeah. then jumped from the the, the, the the balcony to the stage and yelled Six Emperor Tyrannus. But before he yelled Six Emperor Tyrannus, I thought he, he shot broke him from leg. the stage. You know, he, shot, he snuck up behind him in the in the theater box. I thought
0: he shot him from the... I am learning all sorts yeah. of stuff. He no, came, I thought he was on stage and shot him from the stage. I thought he was one of the actors.
1: His, he was an actor, but he wasn't in that play. His oh. brother was in that play.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Um, he came up and he basically put the gun like right up against Lincoln's head and oh. shot Oh.
0: Well, then it's even... Yeah. I See, I always assume that the reason it took so long for that gunshot to kill Lincoln yeah. was because it was, the aim was not great because he was on the stage.
1: No, yeah. So he he jumped from the box to the stage, breaking his leg, and then he yelled, Six Emperor Turnus."
0: Well, yeah, it would break his leg. That's not a, that's a far jump. Correct. And, the, and so Samuel, Dr. Samuel Mudd...
1: Helped, helped, jumped
0: Booth. up on stage to help him with his broken leg instead well then, of attending to the gunshot to the head president.
1: Uh, Booth then left the theater
0: on his broken on leg, on his
1: broken leg, he limped off or whatever. Uh, and then I guess they found found mud later. Boy, security, right? Because
0: somebody shot the president. Today they would not they wouldn't be out of the box before the secret service would be on them.
1: Right, and there wasn't a secret service. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think Grant did the secret service. I'm just or maybe they did it after McKinley. That actually makes a little sense.:
0: I'm just baffled by the fact that he jumped out of the box, broke his leg, and then just was able to get away. Right. Like what?
1: I mean, they were How in do Virginia. How you walk out of
0: the theater so... in a broken with a broken leg and no one stops you after you shot the president in the head?
1: I mean, I feel like the location helps. Why? Like maybe if they were in New York, it wouldn't have happened because maybe there were some other southern loyalists. Um,
0: yeah, maybe. They were but sort of still. like
1: I didn't see anything. I didn't see nothing. Um, I'm just
0: saying, like, how do you have a broken leg and you hobble out of the theater and nobody's like, um, can, do you need some help?
1: Well, it had to be like a hairline fracture, I would imagine. Yeah, I guess. Um, So basically, and then, and I remember that he didn't get, so eventually Booth was killed before standing trial. Okay. And I remember that that is true. And I remember that he was not killed in the theater because when I was in elementary school, I had a book of coincidences and they had a whole chapter on the coincidence is between John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. John Wilkes Booth shot the president in a theater and then was killed at a in a book depository, basically. Okay. And Lee Harvey Oswald shot the president from a book depository and then was killed outside a theater. Interesting. And the president was riding in a Ford in Kennedy, and he was killed in Ford's theater, all this okay. stuff.
0: And that's, well, Why is this not stuff they teach you in school? because well, it's... It's all they teach you is that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated.
1: Right. Well, that I mean those coincidences are sort of like th- they happen to be true.
0: Yeah, but that's Yeah. That kind of stuff is what is going to make kids remember the actual facts.
1: Well, like the um okay, here's another one. Both both men were replaced by their southern vice presidents whose name was was Johnson. Who were much less popular than the presidents that were assassinated, okay that they ran with to get the southern vote both times, and both the presidents were northerners sure i think I think John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald have the same number of letters in them okay uh, I, I'm not positive about that
0: I mean, you know that everything yeah. I know about Lee Harvey Oswald comes from eleven twenty two sixty three yeah so and i don't know i really I don't know anything about. I mean, clearly, I don't know anything about the Lincoln assassination. Like, yeah. they don't teach that stuff in school. Yeah. Teach us the interesting stuff, yeah. teachers. Yeah. That's not the teacher's fault. It's the SOL's fault. That's true.
1: But so it turns out, so that people, <laughs> people always say that your name is Mud is because everyone hated that Mud guy for helping the guy that killed Lincoln. Okay. But that's I, not true.
0: I assumed it had something to do with, like, dragging your name through the mud.
1: Right. Uh, it says, mud is exhaustively defined in the OED as soft, moist, glutinous material resulting from the mixing of water with soil, sand, dust, or other earthly matter. The word began to be used in a figurative sense as early as the 16th century to refer to things that were worthless or polluting. That usage was later extended to apply to people, as listed in the 1703 account of London's lowlife, Hell Upon Earth, which sounds like an a, a awesome account. Yep. Uh, mud, a fool or thick skull fellow. For reasons that are difficult to fathom, mud later began to be used as a general intensifier. In the 19th century, there are many printed examples of as fat as mud, as rich as mud, as sick as mud, etc.
0: What I'm hearing is that if you start to be concerned that you're going to get kicked off of Facebook for saying things like men are trash, just call them mud instead. Well, because the Facebook al- algorithms probably haven't picked that one up
1: yet. Exactly. The co- It says the combination of meanings of decaying worthless and extremely was enough for the association of it with someone's name to become an insult, hence your name is Mud. I think it's clearly as rich as Mud, as fat as Mud, as sick as Mud, where Mud is shit. Yeah. Like, man, he was rich as shit. Yeah. Like, clearly, it's a... You know, and that's right around the same time where all those, like, "G willikers instead of Jesus mm-hmm. or, like, uh, zounds instead of God's wounds or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that where zounds came mm-hmm. from? I'm learning so much from this podcast.
1: <laughs> and so it feels like mud. It was like, well, we're in an age, like, a puritanical sort of re- return to, like, everyone be not cursing. Right. So we'll say mud instead when we mean shit. Okay. So from here on out, we'll say mud. Okay. So, yeah. But, interesting. Um, so, yeah, it turns out that the Dr. Mudd thing is just an interesting coincidence, like many others in the Lincoln assassination. What not a
0: coincidences
1: book. It was a cool book. It was like all sorts of, like, a man sent a letter to his son at the same time as his son was writing a letter. I mean, they were cooler than that. <laughs> <That's> pretty, <laughs> it's not really a cool coincidence. It but. was, it was, it was a very cool book. I remember it was like, it was like, it had like a black cover with like cool like silhouettes on it. It was very cool. Interesting. Yeah, I got it from the Scholastic book order. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so can we talk about uh, the other line that Boots says after? And his name is Mud.
0: And I can't stand
1: blood. Why would he be saying that?
0: Probably because he imagines that they're going to soak some people. Right. And there's going to be some violence.
1: So, in the middle of this, yeah, let's go get him. Boots is like, okay, but for the record, I will not be participating in any soaking activities.
0: I have another theory. Okay. It rhymed.
1: Ooh, that's a strong <laughs> theory. It rhymed and it fit the cadence. And his name is shit, and I don't like to hit. It has
0: the same yeah. point, though, of yeah. like, for the record, I know we're having this power ballot. <laughs> But for the record, I don't like violence. I am a
1: pacifist. My name is Boots. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. Ladies, how are you doing? Not yet. We'll see you next minute. It this It's because he says, um, I can't stand blood, that back a couple of minutes ago in Barrel Alley, mm-hmm. um, during uh, carrying the banner, I thought Crutchy was saying, I'm a snoozer, working makes me whatever. Uh-huh. I thought that sometimes newsies just sing about how about foibles that keep them from participating in the general feeling of the song that's going on. Interesting, But it's because Boots is like, like he is giving it his all in mm-hmm. singing about how he can't stand blood. Like, Yeah,
0: well, I mean, he really hates blood.
1: I guess so. I mean, it feels like Jack Feldman, who uh-huh. was the lyricist for this, it feels like he was sort of like, something, something, something mud, something blood, that'll probably be fine, we'll get yeah. that later.
0: Is Boots the one who later on says that... The Brooklyn Newsies make them makes him a little noivous? I think so. No, because boots doesn't have a New York accent, and I'm very definitely <gasps> no. Hearing he
1: does sometimes. Makes me a
0: little noivous.
1: It, it makes me a little noisous. Is it? I think it's boots. I thought maybe it was mush. I guess we'll have to see. That's I, coming up pretty soon. Yeah, that's probably next week.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. He weeks. has
1: to get thrown out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I always forget. Like I'm like, man, we're like four songs into this movie. Yeah. I'm like. We're not halfway done yet.
0: We're only a quarter of the way in.
1: Exactly, it's it's wild. Well, but it's, no, no, we're, we're it's, more than a quarter. Two minutes, two hours and two minutes, thirty nine. Yeah. So it's one hundred and twenty. No, we're about a quarter in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two Minutes and two, two, it's 123 minutes with our intro. We're
0: a third in. We end this week on minute 40. Okay,
1: fair, 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 fair. fair. Okay,
0: I'm sorry, that's not yeah. important. Yeah. I just was, no, yeah, ma- you're right. I was mathing in my head and I was like, I know I'm not good at math, but I feel like a quarter is not right,
1: right? And I was, I was like, 30 wrong, a, right? A quarter wrong. is not a quarter is not right, it's wrong, right? Right,
0: who's on first,
1: third base. <laughs> um, we. <laughs> i always forget about stuff like the stuff that happens next week yeah anyways so yeah i think it's i think it's really weird i really think it is boots because boots is like he's not as small as i think he is but i think maybe some of the stuff he says and also how much he's hanging out with less in a little bit
0: yeah
1: make me feel like he's smaller than he is yeah weird
0: we'll see if we remember to keep an eye out
1: i i doubt we will
0: you know what i'm gonna make a note oh
1: dang Okay, my last note is about what I've been hinting at all week that I basically said last last minute. okay. This song is about convincing David about the viability of this strike and union and everything, and um, I never realized it until like Jack personally takes David in arm like shoulder to shoulder uh-huh. and is like Pulitzer may crack the whip, but he won't whip us mm-hmm and with all like David not singing and sort of looking like in minute 40 is a, is a big Delta David minute. Yeah. But like looking bewildered and like, shut up. And like my words did this and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Like this song is not only like, yeah, we can do it. It's sort of like, yeah, we can do it, David. So please yeah. keep on supporting us with uh, the ideas that you've been having. So right. Far.
0: Because we can't do this without yeah. you. Right. That's good. Jack is very loud. <laughs> yes. But that's about all he's got going for him.
1: Exactly. So, very
0: loud, very charismatic. Uh-huh. But you are clearly the brains of the operation. Exactly.
1: And the mouth. Well
0: Dear Cyrano, please don't leave us. Yeah,
1: please Exactly. That's what they could have that's what they could have called this song. It but wouldn't it, have made any any it, sense at all.
0: No, it wouldn't have.
1: Um, but that is all I have for this penultimate minute of the week. Okay. If you would like to follow us on Twitter... (laughs) I forgot for a second what comes next. (laughs) Okay, stop.
0: (laughs) I I almost did that.
1: Uh, So, But if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, this podcast can be found at Newsies Minute, or we can be found individually. I'm at unabashed James. And
0: I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We also have a Patreon if you would like to come on over and check it out and support the show. It is patreon.com slash
1: Aaron and James. We have one more minute of this week... And you know what? I'm really, really happy with the timing of this song. Are you? I so am. But to find out more, you'll have to tune in tomorrow. And until then, so for Crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven.
0: Community-focused.
1: Treasured content.